Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the March 17th episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It is your Friday edition of the show. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Listeners, we appreciate you. If you haven't subscribed, you should hit the subscribe button. Cool? Cool. Let's go. Hey, man, how are you? Doing well. How are you? I am very well. It is a Friday. Uh, we've got some March Madness happening, right? Yeah, indeed. Little little basketball, college basketball college. action mm-hmm. happening out there. Uh, we are in the heart of the NFL free agent uh, thing, right? Free agency is season. I guess is season. Yes, the NFL season goes twelve months a year, and we it are does. in the free agency portion of your trip. So uh, we've got folks moving around, teams signing guys. Uh, this is a real fun time of the year if you like change and you want to get excited about your team for next year, right? Yeah, best time. Best time. Uh, cool. And then we're also uh, steaming to, I guess we've got like one more month left here in college or that, in, uh, right? in the uh, NBA, right? It's like three weeks. Three weeks left. Yeah, three so, weeks from today, I think it ends. All right, there you go. So lots happening here. Um, we are going to focus uh, on the uh, the NFL and some free agent talk, and then we are going to uh, talk a little bit of uh, NBA, talk a little Nuggets basketball, uh, if that's cool. All right. all right, so free agency. What do you think, man? What's going on out there? A lot of news. You probably saw your Tampa Buccaneers got rid of Cameron Braden for yeah. uh, today, yeah. Yeah. which was expected. Yeah. They were kind of steering towards that. Um, so, I mean, they're probably looking at the rookies now to step up into those tight end and running back roles, getting rid of all the veteran talent off of uh, the Tampa Buccaneers. I hope Baker they don't. Yeah, just don't go after Ezekiel Elliott. Tampa you don't Bay. want Ezekiel? I don't want any Ezekiel Elliott. That's like more Leonard Fournette. He is basically, yeah, basically. They're basically the same. We need the young. Back. We need the young, the young Zemir guys White, on the team establishing themselves and figuring out what the next generation is going to be. No more, no more, you know, last no generation. No more Tom Brady. Nah, we're done. We're done. Kowski, no, no, stuff. we're done. It's time to move no forward. More. We got not doing the retiree show anymore. I know it's Florida, right? But let's not be doing that anymore. Let's go. Let's go get this team in shape to uh, to win longer term. They should have been doing this a while ago, but well, we had the Tom Brady era to deal with. You didn't need Fournette at that time. Um, but then the Cowboys, like you say, cut Ezekiel Elliott, so he's no longer on the team, which I've been thinking would be a good move for them for a while because Tony Pollard is their running back of the future. And they went ahead and signed uh, Stephen Gilmore from the Colts. They traded for him. Uh, so now they've got what people think is going to be a very stout defense. It's already pretty good. Add more talent to a pretty good defense. You're going to make it better. Uh, so that could... But the defense has never really been the problem of the, the Cowboys. That's really been wide receivers have been the issue for the Cowboys. And so far, they haven't signed any uh, new wide receivers at all. So maybe they'll get um, OBJ, who's been floating around, that wants like 15 to $20 million a year for a few years. But Jerry Jones nowadays doesn't like to pay anybody. So we'll have to see if he takes a gamble and, and makes a move there. The other team that I thought did a good job uh, with one of their signings is the the Cincinnati Bengals, who are who has been focused on getting Joe Burrow help, has now signed another offensive lineman from the Chiefs, who they think is going to be able to do a lot of good to keeping him off the turf and off of ahead of the way of injuries. And so the the uh, the Bengals are really more focused on you know making sure Joe Burrow and this offense can keep humming and not you know stall out uh, at any point because this Bengals team I think is close to being able to win a Super Bowl. It's just going to take 
a little bit of time before they're able to, you know, get over that hump because they've been in they've been keeping themselves competitive for a few years now. The New England Patriots has signed Juju Smith-Schuster uh, to a three-year deal. They signed um, James Robinson, which I don't think makes a whole lot of sense because they've got Stevenson uh, already in the running back room. They don't need another starting running back unless he's okay with playing backup. And then Mike Gusecki, I think that's how you say it, from the Dolphins. Uh, they traded, traded or they signed him after they traded Johnny Smith to the Falcons, which I don't know why the Falcons wanted that trade because the Falcons have Kyle Pitts, unless, of course, they think that Kyle Pitts is not going to be able to play. I don't really understand that move fully. I think there's probably some strategy behind it, but a little bit funky. The Bucks, like I said, signed Baker Mayfield. I don't know. Do you like the Baker Mayfield signing? Or I'm ex- I'm happy to see it because uh, Trask needs somebody to you know kind of compete with to see if he's got it. And you know Baker's just fun. I think he'll be fun. I know he's got the things that come with Baker. You know, <laughs> but I you know I like a team with a little personality. And you know Tom was the personality for the last few years and. You know, we'll get at least one year of Baker personality, right? Like once Baker joined the Rams, I had s- suddenly had some level of interest, more yeah, so I mean, than Matthew Stafford, even though Stafford is, you know, arguably a much better quarterback. Um, I, I don't know. Baker's just kind of fun. You like him as a kind of a gap quarterback? Yeah. Wait, wait for well, we figure Trask. this out. Either it's Trask or it's somebody else, TBD, uh, right? Yeah. But we need to at least have somebody there competing. We need to be relevant. We need, you know, I don't want to see just, you know, it's just Trask and some couple of no-name dudes that have been in the NFL for the last five years roaming around, right? That's not what right. I want to see. You'd rather be Baker Mayfield? Yeah, too. bring me a personality. Go push the young guy, Let you know, the the rookie. Let's see if he's got it or if he's, you know worthy of consideration and if not we got to move on and go figure that out and we got baker for the year i mean i think with baker i I don't know if that's going to make uh mike evans and and mike evans in particular become unhappy with being a tampa buccaneer because i don't know if he's going to be able to use mike evans to his fullest caliber and fullest potential it's going to be up to that offensive coordinator well, no, Baker Mayfield's physical strengths prohibit deep passes from being being able to be used just because of his ability to force the issue and yeah. try to force the ball yeah. leads to turnovers. Uh, but then the Chicago Bears, the other team I thought did really well. And we talked about how they need to boost defense. They need to fix defense. They've signed quite a few defensive players at this point, building up a little bit of a defensive scheme for themselves and trying to fix the side of the ball that's really been their weak point. They also got DJ Moore, like I said, from that trade. They got P.J. Walker, um, who was a Carolina Panther, got cut. And now it looks like he's going to be going to, uh, to them as well. Robert Tunyon, who's a really good tight end, could play behind Cole Komet. Maybe he could use a two-tight end package sometimes. And then Deontay Foreman, who they needed because they cut a running back. Uh, their other, I think it was Montgomery that they ended up getting rid of, and he went to uh, the, the Lions, and then the Lions got rid of Jamal Williams, and he went to the Saints, which I don't know why the Lions got rid of Jamal Williams when he was literally their offense last year in the trenches and really made this team relevant. I don't know why you didn't sign him or why you didn't think that's necessary. But Deontay Foreman played, and when Derrick Henry got injured as a Titan, had a lot of success there. Then he went and made his way over to Carolina. Carolina got rid of him, and now he finds himself the journeyman lands in – 
in the Bears uh, or Chicago in a Bears uniform. Plus, they also got Travis Homer, who's a special team uh, Swiss Army knife, if you will, running back special teamer that used to play for Seattle the last few seasons, made his name for himself there a little bit, and now he went to the uh, to the um, to the Chicago Bears. And then some other teams have been signing some guys. I think the Steelers got Patrick Peterson to kind of boost up their defense a little bit. Um, so some names kind of be thrown around a little bit here. Robert Woods made his way to the Texans along with Jamie Ward, who was the safety for the San Francisco 49ers. They get him trying to boost up their defense after, you know, they need after a subpar season last year. They need to, you know, build things up a little bit and see where they can go. The other news that we saw is that I don't know how much longer the Rams are going to be rolling with Matthew Stafford. The uh, reports have been coming out. I saw another one earlier. I don't know if it's yet today or yesterday that basically said that uh, they're not really – they wanted to trade him, and the Jets were actually one of the teams that, according to the report mm. that I read, were one of the teams that was a B plan okay. for Matthew Stafford if Aaron Rodgers fell through. Now at this point, everything's kind of ticking along, and we're kind of getting further away from that. But in the next couple of seasons, we could see the Super Bowl team no longer in L.A., as Aaron Donald and yeah. might be the only guy that they're able to keep around. Now we go into the doldrums, and now we see a, now we see what kind of NFL fan LA they actually LA have. is. We will I mean, see. They got the new stadium, but yeah. And uh, the head, what's his name? Why am I blanking on this? Uh, the head coach, um, Sean McVay. Uh, he looks like he might retire the next couple of seasons as well. So very much a full team rebuild is in it's in line for this LA uh, Rams team. Okay. All right. Let's talk about Aaron Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh he went on uh the Pat McAfee show or whatever. Yeah. Uh and said that he ma- has made it clear since Tuesday, okay. which was uh you know, this week, that um he wants to play for the Jets and that's okay. where he wants to okay. go. Um they ha- went ahead and signed Adam Lazard or Lazard to their team. Um and they're looking at probably signing OBJ. But the Rams or the Rams, the uh, Packers are rumored to want a first-round pick for Aaron Rodgers oh. or multiple first-round Kay. picks. Would you um, do that? Would you no, give up your hundred percent? Not. Where are the Jets uh, sitting in the draft order? I don't know. You have to look that up. All right, I'll look that up while you talk. Um, but I would not give anywhere close to that for Aaron Rodgers. If the team that Aaron Rodgers is playing for doesn't even want him. You are going to put all those draft picks into it. You're going to sign you're gonna all those for a, guys. You get them for a year or two. And you get them for a year. And the guys you're signing are not as good as the guys you already have. Yeah. You have a great wide receiver core. You don't need to worry about that. Your quarterback, Zach Wilson, is struggling. But, I mean, you can look at drafting a guy if you're already going to get rid of your first-round picks for a couple of years. Um, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to bring, I don't think, a Super Bowl to New York. I don't think that's really where you're going to get from him. Yeah, he's got a great deep ball, and yeah, he's made his money off that, and yeah, he's got the name to go with the jersey. But at the same time, Aaron Rodgers is not the future of your franchise. Yeah, He's, no, a, just a, he's Baker Mayfield, he's Tom, basically. He's, for t- he's Tom Brady. For, uh, no, Tom Brady actually got him a Super Bowl. Well, Tom okay, Brady so you because okay, you don't yeah you don't think it's going to actually work. So you think it's just it's, it's just going to keep him out of the top of the draft is what it's going to do. Basically, it's just that's like, my it, concern about Baker too. By the that's way, exactly that's is what I mean. that is that it'll be a mediocre season. You'll be sitting right in the middle. You're not going to get your you know your quarterback that you want to draft. But the Jets are sitting at 13 in the first round. You would give up the 13th overall pick for that? I mean. I think they'd have to believe he can. He's the he's what they need to get to the Super Bowl. They they'd have do. to believe that. They clearly do. I mean, defensively, I think they're turning a corner. Offensively, I think they already turned that corner. I think they've got one of the best rookie running backs, or I guess second-year guy now at this point, 
some of the best wide receivers, Corey Davis and Elijah Moore. I don't think they need to add anything else there. And then defensively, they're kind of getting to the right direction. Um, I don't love that Nathaniel Hackett's their offensive coordinator now, as he really struggled as a Denver offensive coordinator. Um, I also think maybe uh, the Jets are looking at both those things with the Denver Broncos and saying to themselves, he struggled with calling plays, but he had tremendous success when Mr. Aaron Rodgers was his quarterback. We may put him in here a year, see if we can work things out there. But I don't think at this point in his career, Aaron is worth the money. He hasn't really proven much of anything in the last few seasons. Aaron Rodgers has proven one thing. Him and Devontae Adams is a stellar combination, right? Devontae Adams pulled himself from the equation. The Packers couldn't even i don't even think they made it to the playoffs last season like i think seattle took their spot the Lions actually were able to beat them so i think if you look at where aaron Rodgers has done the last few seasons he's gotten his team to the playoffs but they're not you never thought to yourself oh well i'm scared to play aaron Rodgers right now i'm scared they're gonna beat us whatever they really couldn't get much footing tom brady beat him then the lions beat him and took him out in the last couple of seasons and they really can't find much of anything if you're going to put him in a jets uniform and you're going to get rid of all that and you're going to pay him and you're going to have him stick it around you're going to have to hear about how he's going to retire you're going to have to hear about he wants these wide receivers because he like tom brady gets what he wants uh when if as far as the team is concerned so i think the the move is going to hurt you more than it's going to help you you're going to put yourself back multiple years i would just draft another rookie quarterback Hope you get the right one, the one you really want. Or, heck, just try to get Lamar Jackson. I mean, just give the two first-round picks, pay on the money, see if you can land them. Worst-case scenario, they say no. Aaron Rodgers sticks with the, the Packers, or the Packers cut him. I mean, you look around the NFL, you're not saying to yourself, many teams need a quarterback right now. The guys that do need quarterbacks are already making moves to get up higher in the draft to try to already make their quarterback. So you can pull yourself from that equation, go after – uh, Lamar Jackson, and then still probably have the opportunity to trade for uh, Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers will probably still be sitting on the market. But I think if you're really going to weigh the factors and you're going to be trading the same amount of stuff to get him, go Lamar Jackson before you go Aaron Rodgers yeah. because Lamar Jackson way more upside and way more future in the NFL than Aaron Rodgers has. Okay. All right. Makes sense. We'll see what happens. It won't take long. I don't think we should have they answers. Said the draft is the, the waiting period. Say again? They said they're going to willing to wait out to the draft. Okay. So when is the draft? April 26th. April 26th. There you go. All right. Okay. Let's jump over to the NBA. Any more NFL free agency? Uh, no. No? Right now. no? Okay. All right. Let's jump over to the NBA and the the good old Denver Nuggets. How are the Nuggets doing? They were able to lock up their spot in the playoffs. Okay. Uh, they're the second team to do that. None other than the Bucks got it first because the Bucks always – are the first one to lock up their playoff spot, it feels like, because of Giannis. Um, but we were, I watched the last couple games with them playing the Pistons and then with them playing the Nuggets. Um, and if you really look at the stats, I mean, they sh- so in the NBA, a decent clip apparently is at 50% shooting from the field. Um, I think that's really extremely low, for, but they've got one of the best <laughs> field goal percentages at 50%. But if you're watching the game, they – not are not very good from deep which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because they've got some really good three-point shooting players over the last couple of games what i mean uh where they really just struggled to get anything to knock down i think they were like 22 percent from three at one point uh, uh, i think against the raptors the raptors were like 44 45 percent from three knocking down everything they want to and, and really was able to bury the nuggets pretty quickly because of it 
the other thing that I did not expect from from the Nuggets watching them after they have such a good record is they turn the ball over a ton. I mean, I think they had like nine in one game and like eleven in the other game as far as turnovers are concerned, giving over the ball and just kind of struggling to keep maintain possession, which is a little bit to do with some risky passes that the uh, Joker likes to dish in to try to get the assists. Some just guys just losing control of the ball or things of that nature, which you kind of expect. Uh, but I think that's going to have to be kind of brought into uh, brought into check if you want to keep winning basketball games and, and make a name for yourself during the playoffs. Now, obviously, you don't have to go through the playing tournament uh, because you're at the top, so you get a seven-game series to figure out the team and learn them. And eventually, after you learn them, you know how to beat them. But they're going to have to learn how to hit three. They're going to have to be able to do that consistently. Down the stretch of the last few games, like I said, that's what we're talking about here, they were not great from deep. And that's going to have to change. They can't just have a lot of empty possessions from deep because they have the NBA is a game of droughts and I guess feasts you could call them, right? So they have, they have times when they just can't get a shot to knock down. There's like five minutes of time. Then they go on like five minutes of time where they're just knocking down everything and then that dips down. And that's where, where really where you get the rhythm of the basketball game where your teams kind of go up and down, up and down. And that's when guys kind of make a run. And usually that comes at the end of the game when teams get really close or tied up. That's kind of what happened in the Pistons game, where at the beginning of the game, they just dominated. Didn't let anything happen. Just dominated inside. Dominated, dominated, dominated. And then eventually the Pistons found themselves, hit, knocked down the threes, uh, got inside, did everything they wanted to do. Turnovers, like I said, plugged the, nu- plugged the nu- nuggets to the point where they couldn't get much going. Uh, and that really was kind of started to be their demise. But then again, they're the Pistons, and they're not the best team in the, na- uh, in the NBA. So they really couldn't get um, the, you know, the W. But the Raptors, on the other hand, they were hot at the beginning of the game from three, and they ended the game hot from three. They just buried the Nuggets in three-pointers, and the Nuggets really didn't have an answer for it. Like I said, turnovers also were a big problem in, in their ability to stay in the game. Uh, but threes are way more efficient than twos at beating a team. Because if you're the other team's knocking down twos relatively consistently, but you're knocking down threes more consistently, right, you're going you're gonna to get in a situation where they can't seem to find their footing, and when they do, you just start getting the threes down again, and you can, you can uh, beat them out or whatever. Um, but the team, the reason the Nuggets are really good is because the Joker, a is really good at creating turnovers and blocks. They've got Aaron Gordon, who's really good at getting the dunks and getting the assists, and you know playing really relatively good defense. And they got Porter, and they got um, uh, Jamal. I think his name is Jamal. Uh, they're really good at knocking down the threes um, when they can get hot, um, and that's kind of where the three pointers namely come from. Um, the other guys around them, they got good position pieces that can also help out if necessary. But it's really, can you stop the Joker from dishing out the passes? Can you stop him from being a, um, stop him from help, you know getting everything kickstarted? And thirdly, can you get him to not go to the line? Because if you don't foul him, he'll miss some of the shots, and you can steal a couple of possessions in there that could give you the upper hand in the long run. But I think the way you beat this Nuggets team and you put them, you put them down a little bit is you play the three-point game. And you just do that really, really well the entire game, and you take full advantage of all the turnovers they give you. You'll have a lot of success in this game because their their weakness is definitely the three point game, which they can't seem to slow down or stop uh, out of the games that I watched. Um, and then if they're, you're the Nuggets, and you want to stick around in the playoffs. The NBA, unfortunately, is a three point game. That's that's the way it's been put together. That's the way it is at this point. And if you can't hit the three, you're not going to have a lot of success in the NBA. Uh, and so far, they really haven't been. But like I said, the NBA season's coming t- quickly to a close. It's only like three games left uh, or three weeks left of NBA action. So plenty of time to turn around. But 
from what I can tell right now, those are the things that I would say the Nuggets struggle with and are really great at. They're going to have to execute better, um, limit the turnovers if you want to have a lot of success in the NBA. But the Joker, I think, is one of the better players for the Nuggets. And if you get him hot, then everything kind of stems from there. Um, but, yeah, I think that's kind of where the Nuggets are at at this point. Okay. All right. Well, we're getting toward the uh, the fun action of the playoffs. So let's go. There we go. All right. Awesome. Cool. Thank you for hanging out with me for a few minutes. It's a, it's a Friday. Yep. There's Friday Friday night things to do. There's a weekend ahead. So let's go hit it. Listeners, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. We will catch you on the flip side. See you. God bless.